Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, quite a bit to talk about out of D.C. And we wrap up our week as we always do with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. <sighs> I have to take a deep breath. I got to take a deep breath, David. I mean, I I have to tell you on a personal level, I just I, I've never really... I'm just kind of sad. I just feel like nothing works. People hate each other. People are dying. I mean, I, I hate to be like this, but it's just really been... I, when I sit and let myself just sort of pause, it's really disturbing. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, look at today's economic news, all right? Yeah. Unemployment, three-point people are working. Like, they haven't worked in 30, 40 years. Inflation is under control. I mean, wage growth is, what, 4%. I mean, the economy hasn't been humming like this, my God, in our lifetimes, maybe in the 90s, but inflation was a little higher. Um, so, yeah, externally, things are terrible, and we could be on the brink of God knows what, a world war. Um, and in Washington, it's just chaos. I mean, we're back to the sausage-making of legislation, and you saw what happened yesterday, the House passed a $14 billion pack aid package to Israel. Most Democrats voted against it because they didn't like how it was paid for. This is going to go on and on. I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, yeah, and of course the job numbers just came out, and it was 150,000 unemployment at 3.9. Right. Again, a little disappointing, but they were expecting a deceleration. The expectations were 170. But the market's rallying because it means probably not, not, not a rate cut in the future. So, exactly. I mean, I mean we're, we're you know triple digits in the Dow when we were slightly negative just a half an hour ago. So that's where we stand there. But the truth is, like, is the recession – it's hard to see a recession necessarily before the presidential election, but anything can happen. These things turn quickly, especially if there's a global conflict. But uh, the Mike Johnson thing, it's like he looks like a lawyer and he is a lawyer, yeah, but, right. and, but he looks like very sort of calm. And But then you peel back the onion on some of his stuff. And, and I, I have to tell you, this is another out of left field question, but – the fact that they got a, a real strong pro-Trump person as Speaker of the House, this makes me nervous about the election, to be honest. Yeah, you know, we don't. This guy is such an unknown quantity as a leader. We don't know. Will he? Will he do as leaders often do, and that is sort of rise to the occasion and become more of a consensus builder? I mean, look, Nancy Pelosi had a reputation as you know very, very liberal, part of uh, on several fronts. But she somehow was able to keep the Democrats together. I mean, so was John Boehner years ago uh, for a while as Republican leader. 
you never know. I mean, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, whatever else you may think about him, somehow keeps those 49 senators, you know, together. So we don't know with this guy if he's just going to go off on a pro-Trump agenda or what, or if he's going to prove so effective that, in fact, like-minded Republican candidates are going to get elected yeah. and they come back and, and there you go. Then you will see your pro-Trump agenda. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's a wait and see. I just think about, you know, the House and the certification of the election and it just makes me nervous. But Oh, my God. Yeah, well. I, I mean, honestly, I, I have to say it. It's crossed my mind. And um, I tend to think about those things. You know, you mentioned the um, the funding stuff in the House and then the Senate's reception. Where are we this morning on Ukraine funding, on Israel funding? Uh, well, the House passed it, uh, $14 billion paid for by cutting back some money, uh, IRS enforcement money, which Democrats hated. Uh, after all, that was part of their Inflation Reduction Act. And the irony is, even though it's supposed to pay for the $14 billion, uh, it doesn't. It's just the opposite. I mean, the less enforcement, the more revenue uh, isn't collected. So that goes over to the Senate, which is insisting that Ukraine aid and Israel aid all all be part of one package, as the president wants. They'll take that up next week. They're gone today. Um, They're going to go their own path. And at some point, senators, House members are going to have to just get in the room and knock heads and work this out. The only question is, how long does this take? Who gives first? I mean, the the good news, I suppose, that Johnson... uh, even though he voted against additional aid to Ukraine at one point, now he's saying he's willing to entertain that. But he wants it separate from the Israel aid. And if you separate it, there's some question whether that can pass the House. Right. So, again, it's what we call sausage making. It's just some, one of these classic Washington you know, standoffs that's going to last days, if not weeks. We're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C., here on Brian and Company on WTIC. And I know that McClatchy has certain concentrations with its newspapers, but I saw the piece on Rick Scott endorsing Trump. And is is this – I mean, I he's a, he's a bit of a flip-floppy kind of guy, but is this kind of a nail in the coffin for DeSantis? Not the, but a? Boy, <laughs> what could our – you know, it's it's so easy to say that, but – I keep saying it's still early November. Nobody's voted yet. You know, where was Barack Obama in November 2007? Where was Donald Trump in November 2015? we got to remember that people don't focus on this stuff the way you and I do. Now, that said, DeSantis is getting virtually no traction in polls. He's getting nothing despite all his spending. The guy has made an incredible effort, particularly in Iowa, the first caucus state. I mean, they're just flooding that state with door knocking and ads and you name it. Um, Rick Scott, it's an embarrassment for DeSantis, sure. But nail in the coffin, I just, you know, I'm hesitant to make any conclusions this soon. Yeah. But having said that, when we talk about, I mean, I was fascinated by the Quinnipiac poll, and we had Tim Malloy on earlier. That I was fascinated that RFK got 22. Now, I don't know. I mean, again, like they've been pretty credible, but that's that's a shock number to me. Uh, I didn't know. Is there any buzz about any of that? that I know it's early, but like that was a that's a big number. Well, one of the more interesting thing developments this week, not so much RFK Jr., but Dean Phillips, the congressman from Minnesota who filed to run for president Mm -hmm. and he went to New Hampshire, filed. Uh, He's campaigning. He's knocking on doors. even though the Biden people sort of brush this off, the word is that, in fact, they're concerned about this because Biden is not going to be on the ballot in New Hampshire, the first primary state, uh, because the Democratic Party has said we want South Carolina to be first. So whatever New Hampshire does, it doesn't matter in terms of delegates to the convention. But 
if this guy Phillips gets 35, 40% of the vote up there, not so much because people want Dean Phillips to be president, but because they're sending a message to Biden. That That's troublesome for Biden. This has happened before. It happened, you know, in 1992 with uh, George H.W. Bush and Pat Buchanan, who, conservative columnist, ended up, you know, doing very, very well. And I can go on and on with this sort of thing. People in primaries, and this is interesting, remember, people in primaries often think, I'm casting a protest vote here. I'm not really voting for president or governor or whatever. It's almost a free vote. So Biden needs to be careful here. Interesting, because I, I I mean, I don't know how much traction this guy's going to get, but you say in the absence of anybody else. I, I He's th- the vehicle, yeah. Is it, I mean, uh, remember Bill Bradley and Al Gore in 2000. Right. And uh, Bradley, uh, Jerry Brown, in fact, in Connecticut, 1992, I think it was, when Bill Clinton seemed to be surging and Jerry Brown had a campaign that even then seemed hopeless, but I'm pretty sure Jerry Brown won that primary in 1992 and briefly derailed Clinton. You know, when it comes to, we're talking to David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C., when it comes to the Israel situation, and listen, I mean, I've been saying on the show forever, I mean, like, you can't go into Gaza, if you go into Gaza, there's going to be tons of, there's going to be lots of video of kids and old people getting killed and hurt, and it's not going to, it's not going to help Israel at all, and they weighed the cost-benefit, and they decided to go forward, and a lot of people wanted them to weigh the cost-benefit and go the other way. But um, does it go back to Obama, this, this, this Republican staunch support and Democrat weak support? I mean, we had, it was Carter, the Democrat, who brokered peace with Egypt. So, like, when did it flip, or when did it cre- become the dynamic it is today where Democrats are far less supportive of Israel than they were in the past, and Republicans are far more supportive? You know, it's a good question. It's been a gradual thing over the years for a lot of reasons, um, although Democratic support for Israel is still awfully strong. And, in fact, the Democratic presidential candidate for for years, forever, seemingly, has won roughly 70, 80 percent of the Jewish vote. Well, Obama, so that, Obama was not that popular in that section of the, of the world because he seemed to be very, very lukewarm on Israel. Yeah, yeah, he did, but he still got huge majorities from Jewish voters in this country uh, for a lot of reasons. I Again, it's sort of a bit of a gradual thing, I think, particularly as uh, Arab Americans have become more and more, how can I put it, politically savvy, more powerful. Um, I remember going with Joe Lieberman to up Dearborn, Michigan, where a lot of huge Arab American community there, and that was 2002 or three, and that was sort of the first time I saw what you're talking about, and I'm thinking... Joe Liebman has voted, you know, with Israel for years and has also been, you know, soft-spoken, conciliatory. And boy, he got, oof. Yeah, it's tough for reception. <laughs> they were not friendly. <laughs> hey, David, thanks as always. Great stuff and have a wonderful weekend. Pleasure. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk to you next week. Uh, David Lightman, the great David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.